G'day Warbster. I know you're between houses at the moment, or manors at the moment. Um, welcome to the Humble DSO Cottage. And the Humble DSO Cottage, is it's comfy, it's cosy, it's yep. suburban. Uh, there's and beer in the fridge. There's beer in the fridge. And uh, we managed to find a uh, refugee. Hello there, engineer. Yeah, give him a like on TripAdvisor, right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, look. Hopefully not last edition of the Supercar Insiders Touring Cast. 11 or 14 is in a Ford. No racing makes us bored. Accelerator pedals will be flawed. And I still can't find anything interesting about a billboard. Yes, welcome to the Touring Cast. I'm the Warpster, former god of Australian motor racing. And with me are the sound engineer. G'day, mate. I just broke and the DSO. Hey, Warpster, sound engineer. Well, how was uh, how was your Christmas break, lads? Still can't find anything interesting about a billboard. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, no worries. Um, sound engineer, you enjoying the holidays? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm yeah? Loving that extra cash. Oh yeah, yeah lo- lovely that you're taking a day off work just to come and record with us. Yeah, you're taking a pay cut. Taking a pay cut. Let's. Uh, this one's pro bono, apparently. It's his Christmas present to us. To us. All right. Ladies and gentlemen uh, listening to us across the airwaves, this is uh, a bit of a Warbster experiment that we're uh, we're going to try out. So we're uh, looking to do the summer series. Yep, and we haven't fitted electrodes to the sound engineer menu. No, or, or winter testing as, as the minion told us a few podcasts back. We're getting into the time machine and we're going to commentate on some uh, touring car races of the past. So uh, The summer series will include commentaries of classic races that, thanks to the wonders of technology, you can watch along with. Uh, we hope that this will fill your need for racing and us until uh, the road racing season starts in February with the Dubbo Hill Climb. Yeah, absolutely. Um, without time stamping it, we're about four weeks out from the Dubbo Hill Climb. We're going to climb out of the DeLorean. Uh, we're going to wind our way back to 1989, where Bob Hawke was Prime Minister. Uh, the Soviet Union was slowly circling down the plug hole and Warbster, we're going Group A racing. We are indeed. It's the 4th of June and we're at a decidedly wet and murky looking day at Winton. Uh, they're running a marathon around the hills hoist for the 7th round of the Australian Touring Car Championship. Yes, it, it's an interesting concept. We're going to commentate the race uh, off uh, off the video. Um, Warbster couple of options for those playing at home absolutely um if you've got seven's magic moments of motorsport group a classic volume one dvd you can watch off of that it's actually i think the second or third race on the dvd otherwise uh if you go to a certain tube site super 100 and search for uh 1989 winton atcc the full race will come up um those on youtube need to go to 42 seconds and pause whilst the DVD is need to pause when Noons is talking. This is so we can sync everyone up. Alrighty. So hopefully while you're all setting that up at home, we'll um, we'll do a little bit of backstory. So, Sound Engineer, what do you know about Group A? Group A, isn't that that really cool race that's like all these awesome cars that, are, that were production cars? 
you know, before we got rid of um, floor, before we got rid of floor pans and just went with space frames instead. <laughs> I think you're a little bit lost. Warbster, do you want to help him out? Well, basically, Group A was, and I could go into real propeller head territory here. But no, just keep it, keep it neat. Keep it neat. Okay, um, pretty much the basics were road car, 5,000 had to be built. They were raced as they were built, although you could do things for safety and various tuning and all that sort of business. But essentially, they were road cars on the track. And it was an international touring car formula. I think, realistically, the first proper uh, set of international rules as a touring car formula um, adopted by CAMS that replaced Group C in Australia. Group A essentially was um, pretty much similar to what we're seeing in uh, supercar slash touring car racing today. Main players today and back then, Holden, Ford and Nissan. But the cars themselves are very different, Warbster. Uh, the Nissan Skyline and Holden Commodore are both in the field, but in 1989, this was the era of Formula C era. Turbo Ford, absolutely dominant. How dominant, Warbster? Well, there's been 15 races since the end of 1987. DJR, with the Shell Sierras, the famous Redbacks, has won uh, 14 out of 15 of them. Yeah, and some bloke called Tony Longhurst won the other one in a Sierra. Yes, the infamous 1988 Lakeside meeting where he had some clutch creep off the line. Mm. Or, as Neil Crompton said, it was a <sighs> dick problem. It was a dick problem. It was a crutch problem. Times are pretty tough in uh, in 1989 if you're um, if you're a Holden hero because Mr. Eleven or Fourteen's even driving a Ford. Holden themselves are uh, they're all running the Walkinshaw VL. There's a few VKs up the back, but the majority of VLs. Uh, Walkinshaw himself and the HSV racing team, please note they're not HRT yet, isn't even running in the championship. Right. Larry Perkins is the only series regular of any consequence. Uh, but Alan Grice is making a cameo in the Les Small car for this round. Uh, Grice is uh, making his cameo between uh, European and American commitments. He's actually trying to forge a name for himself in Winston Cup of all places. Mm. Meanwhile, at Nissan, uh, the Gibson team, the famous um, Nissan Motorsport, is fielding the HR31 Skyline GTSR. At that point in history, the, the, the HR31's nearly equal to the Sierra, really uh, at the end of its development life. But it's fair to say with Datsun throwing a fair bit of money at the team, Warbster, what happened in 12 months' time? A big green lizard that destroyed cities. Godzilla. Godzilla came on. And it's fair to say, I mean, that 1990 Touring Car Championship that Jim Richards won, he pretty much won it in the HR31 as it was, but talk about um, cracking a peanut with a um, sledgehammer. Absolutely. Alright, so those of you ready to play at home, if you've queued up uh, from where noon stops talking, or you say 42 seconds? 42, 42 seconds, seconds for the tubers. Thank you, engineer. Uh, you'll see uh, the cars coming up the back straight on their formation lap. Let's press play now. Righto, so very, very wet. Oh, look at that wonderfully modern graphic. We've got <coughs> 11 or 14 11 on pole. 11 or 14 on pole, followed by Bondi in second on the front row, Glenn Seaton in a Peter Jackson Sierra, another Tony Sierra. Longhurst in another Sierra, Jimmy Richards in a Skyline, another JDM car for your Warbster. Uh, Sierra. Bowie in, in the 18 car. Scafey, get him up here. And look, Brad Jones is driving for 11 or 14. Yep. Position 9, Dick Johnson in the, in the famous number 17. And Farmer George Fury... Furious George. ...rounds out the top 10. Here bit, we have... A bit, oh, look, there's a stare-down competition. 
between Bondi and Brocky. No, he's looking at the... What's, what's he doing? He's looking for the officials. Look, looking for Harry Firth, possibly. Looking, here we go. Look at those great big circus tents in the background at Winton before mm. the long track was even built. Yeah. Now, now the clowns are in the corporate Wind, suites. Windscreen wipers are on on the skyline. The baby-faced assassin. I'm going to use that a lot in these next episodes, oh, aren't we? Oh, it's all happening here. Oh, we're going to burn it all. Gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm reaching back into my memory of a youth... And Moff's a guest commentator. No, the the the, the podcast sound engineer is the guest commentator on this episode. Greg Hansford's in the A and Z car for those playing at home. Okay, there's uh, Richo. So in, looking out the front, very pose. very crowded old pit lane there at Winton. Yep, waiting. Oh, there oh we go. look, and there they the go. Line. They've dropped the flag. Back before lights. Back before. Who's going to win the drag to turn one? And it's Bondi. Bondi. Go Bondi. Pretty tight going through there. There's uh, there's Crompton in the 105 car. No, it's Brad Jones. Sorry, the other. My bad. I'll, I'll, gather, I'll, gather it all, I'll gather it all up in a minute, just like they do as they head for the sweeper. So there's 11 or 14 frantically f- chopping away at the wheel. It's almost like he's not on wet tyres because he's, he's not. He's not. So into the flip-flop, coming around Penrite corner. Some idiot in the crowd waving at the camera. Put your hat down, mate. And the, the thing is that you've got to be realistic with is unlike today where they've got reasonably linear throttle control, these things were all or nothing on the turbo, so these boys are working very hard it today. It wasn't just all or nothing. It was you put your foot down, two seconds later, the back end, well, if it was a rear end car, the back end would just kick out and you'd die. Absolutely, and they're really battling around turn seven there at I coming up don't the old back straight. No, well, that may be a bit uh, extreme. So, Cedo takes a position on Bowie. Go, Cedo. Like like the additional sponsorship other than Peter Jackson there. Yeah. Bond is <sighs> out with a gear lever that's um not... Gear levering. Gear levering. Can he, can he get back across? Good. Hope so. So, someone's, someone's off out in front. Cedo, Bowie, Richo. Uh, number two is Richo. Yeah, Richo. Mm. Well, has a look at turn... Th- Two. Um, Bowie's harder to pass in a kidney stone than a now, so this one should be interesting. Yeah, we might even make reference. And we're in the pit lane here with Bondi. Um, Bondi's Toyo Bondi's high tech tyres, Keltex, no, they're shaking their head. Yeah. That looks like Alan Grice in a. Um, Except he's out there racing in a yeah. uh, a Cobra and and drives a bone coat. Actually, what you find is Bondi's actually saying in the car, "Geez, this is still more reliable than my Alpha was." <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's so, a, there's, 11 so there's, or there's eleven or fourteen at uh, Penrite Corner into the middle of the. No, no, he's bottom the back straight there. We've yeah. uh, we've missed a few yeah. corners. Here's eleven or fourteen driving a Ford. Yes, everybody. So we're we're not um, we're not dissing him. We're just reminding you that he's not driving a Holden. All, all those Holden fans are currently on the floor going, no, 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 no. So here we go with the... Speaking of on the floor, the Nissan's a foot to the floor at the moment. Yes. They did have a um, horsepower deficiency over the Sierras traditionally, but this is not a horsepower track. No, and in the rain, it's uh, even more a handling track. Oh, here we go. He's, on, he's got Bowie. He's just put, just put a move on Bowie into turn one. Yep, there's there Can he Richard. make it stick? Can he make it stick? He's going to put a move on Cedo if he's not careful here. Uh, I think Cedo's not going to be as easy as the other one. He's around the outside. No, Cedo's changed direction. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be out there. That is not the place to be. Ooh. Oh, and there's a bit of biff and oh, touched him up. Bring back the biff. No DSO back in those days, so... Um, oh, hang on, there, there wasn't a DSO back then. There definitely wasn't a DSO in 1993, if we ever do any early supercar stuff. Yes, not in Side by side, give him one, he's giving him a rub. Give him two, give him three, and he's gone. Ah, uh, they're in the dirt. They're off, they're off. 
Oh, through the drain. Mm, the rainmaster didn't master the rain today, did he? I, I tell you what, you're not the only bloke that's driven through that drain, that's for certain. And, mm. uh, gee, bogged in that position at Winton. They need to get out and let their tyres down. <clears throat> back, meanwhile, back near the front of the race. Furious George, furiously furious getting past the Bowie George car. George has just hammered through John Bow. Like well, these are, these are furious conditions. It is wet. Yes. And Mr. Mr. Rally Driver. Mr. Rally Driver. Oh, look, Cedo's. Mm, oh, I didn't even slam the door. That's a bit weak, Cedo. I would have slammed the door. Get used to it, Cedo. In six years, you'll be doing it at Bathurst. Oh, you are a nasty warbster. All right, so there's the replay, ladies and gentlemen, out in the middle. Uh, proudly sponsored by that corner by Nissan and Tui's Light. You can breathe easy with Tui's Light. Speaking of breathing easy, there is a lot of tobacco sponsorship on this particular year. Please don't smoke. No, don't smoke. And don't get FII insurance because they're going to go broke in a few years. Yes. Where did FII go? Uh, they went broke. They became HIH and off they went. Yeah, 2001. So. Oh, here we go, Bowie. You, again, not the place you want to be around the outside, but especially not with John Bow. And there's no. Bradley Jones sticking his nose up there as well. Very, very and tight. And Longhurst takes the, takes the slow line on the grass. That's an interesting line, that, yes. And stays even further back because that was the slow oh, line. Oh, Gricey. Got a bit of tail, tail out action there. I think he's trying to get on uh, can he put, Jones. Can there. he put a move on Jones? No, no Jones closes the door. The superior handling of the, uh, of the Ford Sierra. Yeah, it would have been ultra high if you tried that one off. Oh, very, very nice. All right, so we're on about lap. I don't know what because uh, there's, there's no, no lap because there's no lap count. No there's, there's ticker. No, no lap there's no ticker. We've become there's, dependent on technology, uh, haven't we? And, and we don't even know who's in second, third, or fourth because we're used to having it on the bottom of the screen. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, or um, or them talking about battle packs. And I haven't like seen that. any super slow mo yet, Warbster. When does that no come? No undercut in? or overcut. Oh no, don't please. I haven't. They haven't pitted yet. Sound engine. Well, they actually don't have to stop for fuel in it these days, so... No, they, this was back when you could you could pit and change tyres if you chose. Hmm. You didn't have a compulsory pit stop. And there goes Richo, not looking very happy at all. No, it's he'd be saying He'd be saying, oh, shut, in his um, yes. inimitable Kiwi way. And he's heading for the pit lane. Is that, is that that's pit lane? That was the pit lane. Good God, it looks like a paddock. Yes, it was a paddock. Hmm. You know, the bloke that drove around at the very first time. And there's Richo into the pits. Mm. Uh, Nissan Minions. Oh, oh. hello, Brad's... Brad's uh, Aubrey's own Brad Jones uh, trying it on the grass. You think it'd be good in country, that's how Because that's how we do it in Aubrey. Mm. No, no, no massive damage, Bill, so it can't have been 2017. No, it can't have been 2016 when his boy won there and did it in the grass, but that's another story. So, Longhurst... Sticks the nose out for a look on Bow, but um, Bow's making that thing wider than the transporter sideways. Currently tearing pages out of the John Bow book of defensive driving and throwing them out the window. Um, seriously, if anybody can make a car wide, John Bow can. So Longhurst again sticks his nose in on the entry to the sweeper. And it's, but, fair, um, to, it's fair to say the DJR cars are struggling Hugely. Yeah, absolutely. I think struggling for grip. And look, Longhurst's just got it all over him. All he's got to do is find a place to get past. Actually, can I posit a theory on why I think the DJR cars are struggling? Mm, go on. And I'm, it's a little it's a little bit propeller head, but I think you'll appreciate it. Go on. With the Sierra engines, there's Jim, not looking very happy. No, very young looking Jim there too. Mm. Oh, I've got the hat, goes the hat, got covers the, hat the bald spot. Well, he's only, he's only his mid-40s at this point. Oh, just... 
no, he's spring only, chicken at this stage. Yeah, he's only got 30 years of career left. Yeah. So, you know, he's in the middle of his career. So, anyway. oh, and Longhurst's passed. Longhurst's got through bow. And Brad Jones has got through bow too with, yeah, made the pass stick coming into turn... Eight, well done. Now let me let me let me expound on why I think the DJR cars in particular are struggling, because oh, Cito's oh, mullet. Cito, look at that mullet. Check out that mullet. That's oh, amazing. Where is he there? Oh no, he's just end, end of the old back straight. Start of the old back straight there over in the crowd. Anyway, I'll try and posit this theory again. No, no I'm going to have another quick dip at it. Pretty pretty brave going into the feral crowd at Winton, Cito. Keep no, going with your theory. He's, he's got a mullet he'll fit in. Yeah. Anyway, I'm positing I'm positing this theory now. Anyone who's out there who knows better, please prove me wrong. But what I think it is is the fact that DJR ran a lot less static compression on their engines than the other Sierra teams did. For example, Longhurst, Brock and most of the other teams were running basically a Rouse kit, which is Andy Rouse's operation out of um, England. Yep. Moffat ran an Eggenberger car, which was worth about twice as much as the rest of them. Yep. DJR went on his own development path. He ran his turbos extremely off the um, turbo map in terms of he was running out of what would be considered the efficient zone. Yep. To get it back into the efficient zone, he had to run less static compression. Sorry to pause you for a second, but if we go back to the telecast, look who's closing on who. Uh, it's Furious George. It's Furious George, and he's gobbling up 11 or 14 into turn two, having a big look. Mm-hmm. Having a big look. I reckon he gets him here shortly. Warbster, he's heading for the sweeper. Brock's trying to cover his line frantically there. He knows Furious George is furiously behind him. I think the issue with um, Brock is he is running groove slicks. He was never one for wet tyres, and it did bite him more often than it helped him. Yep. So the, the wipers are still on. Hard to tell in the telecast if it's still raining, but I I can't... They don't seem to be putting up a lot of spray, so I'm wondering whether the rain stopped. Well, I mean, it is it is 1989 technology. It's not HD, yeah, well, which doesn't help either. No, well, and, and we're all a bit used to... Um, HD these days, aren't we? With our fo- oh, no fox tail, oh, oh, sideways out of sideways. the corner, Brocky trying to light it up. Furious George. Now let's watch for uh, let's watch for covering his line. No, doesn't cover his line. Very twitchy under brakes. Yeah, drifts it in, thinking he's Shane Van Gisbergen, and he manages to hold on for another lap. Furious mm. George is just uh, oh, Brock's thing's all over the shop. Yeah, Got to be tires, Warbster. Yeah, it's got to be tired. Got to be tired. So George, George probably isn't quite so furious at the moment. I think he's just sitting there waiting because he knows damn well. Can the cameraman wipe that lens? That was really, really bad there. I thought it was. I thought I had a cataract for a second. <laughs> I was going to say, or it was snowing. <clears throat> well, it is winter in June, so yeah, hard say. to say. Anyway, I'll just finish my thought on so, the. Sorry, um, back to Dick Johnson to DJR Turbos. They're running less static compression, which in theory means that once you come off the corner, you have to wait for the turbo to spool up even more before you get any reaction out of it. Yep. It also means that your throttle um, your throttle control is not as good. Yep. What do you need in the wet? Yeah, good throttle control and even, mm. even power. And the last thing you need is 20 extra horsepower coming on like a light switch. So, Warbster, I'm going to just, uh, just a quick question. The Seaton car, um, mm. obviously this is before the days of the advertising, Tim and the advertising car, because that's clearly in a dangerous position these days. Um, well, it probably wasn't back then. They, you had to basically have a really massive accident to throw a um, Tim car. Well, well if Tim car didn't actually exist, you'd be looking at a red flag back in those days. So here we go, Furious George, Brocky sideways up mm. through the last corner, up onto the main straight. 
Here and here we inside. go. Fjord, yeah. And Brocky actually gave him Brocky gave him room there. He Are you knew sure he was... this is the same Brocky that people keep ragging on about? No, 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 no. Brocky Brocky knew he was uh, Brocky knew he was gone there. So, mm. um, and here we go. They're battling down through to coming into turn three into the sweeper. We do give Peter Brock a lot of stick on this show, partly because the, Look at the him. mythology. No, the mythology outweighs the man himself and I think even he got sick of it towards the end but he was a very very clean driver oh yeah absolutely um, and Gricey's even got it through Brocky there so your theory on hand cut slicks hmm. um, is paying off there Warbster so um, handsome looking uh Livery on that FAI car, very simple. Mm. Passing a Toyota Sprinter. Do we know who that car 51 is? No, we don't, because there's no ticker on the bottom of the screen. Oh, Brocky oh. nearly takes nearly takes out the back marker sideways. Mm. Not not very good, that, but anyway. Um, yeah, Sprinter. There's Brocky coming through again. Of course, the cameras are on him, because Mike Raymond's going, Oh, it's Brocky, Brocky, we love him, we want to buff him, get him up here. Peter Griffin. Yeah, Peter Griffin. <laughs> Anyway, it's, it's, it, I mean, it, there's so much sideways action here. He may as well go through to the Tanso round as far as this is concerned. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I thought we were watching I thought touring drifting cars. drifting was from Caban. Yeah, I, th- I thought we were watching touring cars, not drifting. Uh, well, if you want to see more of footage of um, Brocky drifting, 1994 Bathurst in the wet towards the beginning with LP. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've, here we go with the Caltex race score. George Fury, Alan Grice... Peter Brock in third, Tony Longhurst in the Benson and Hedges Sierra, and Mark Scaife rounding out the top five in the mm. number 12 Nissan. He's nosed into the top 10. Oh, ve- top five. Top five. This is Channel 7, right? Yeah. But there hasn't been an ad yet. Yeah, that's because it's... um. Look, this is the beauty of the internet. Mm. That's amazing. Yep. Mm. So I think we've just come on out and Brock's in. And he's uh, taking his um, cut slicks off and going, geez, I was a bit of an idiot doing that. Triple M stereo. Mm-hmm. Which is good if you're um, Eon FM. listening to the cricket. Eon. It used to be Eon FM. Jeez Louise. Showing your age there. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm. Does that mule look familiar? No, I'm not sure. No, most of them are at DJR at this point. All the good mules are at DJR, yep. Mm. Rocky was left with the uh, the also runs sideways out of the pit lane. No penalty for too fast there. When no, no timing loops back in those days, Warbster. <laughs> Can't get done for 40Ks oh, if the pit lane's not long geez. enough. Uh, the DJR probably have more more steam coming out of their ears than the um, tyres do at the oh, moment. Absolutely. Anyway. Meanwhile, Furious George battles on relentlessly at the front. Just driving a smooth, steady race. Um, the other technical point to make is uh, with the extra cylinders and a slightly smaller turbo, the Nissan's definitely suited to the wet a bit more than the Sierra's. Yeah, much more tractable power. Uh, and, speaking and, of tractable power. Here comes Gricey, the honorable, ex-honourable member for Broadwater. Noah Kubra. Noah Kubra. Really? Well, no, I didn't think a Kubra ever made uh, a helmet, but I could mm. be wrong. Yeah, no, I, th- I think they should have. I mean, I would have. How cool would I would have bought one. Oh, how cool would an Kubra race helmet be? Jeez, you wouldn't want to put one of them through the front of your screen, would you? No, it'd be no good with a hands device, though. Mm. So, obviously, we're contractually obligated to show Gricey now. So, no, notice one thing in, uh, in uh, 28 years, Warbster. The TV telecast hasn't really changed much. It's all still one-dimensional. Well, yes. I think the other thing to note is that there's a complete lack of electronic billboards. Well, and various other crap. I was, I was going to say they're using old-fashioned billboards that you'd be pretty much aware of. Hmm. 
Um, righto. So who have we got? We've got uh, uh, Tony Long- Longhurst. Tony Longhurst in the BMW uh, in Sierra. In front of Michael Dowson in the Corolla. Yeah. Uh, Dowson or it's John Smith? No, it's Dowson. That's Dowson. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know Smithy drove. Uh, Corolla. Well, class C. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My my bad. Is there actually a sand trap at turn three at this point? Turn one. Well, yeah. At the time of turn one. Yep. Yes, there is a sand trap at turn one. Just do you really need one today, considering the mud? Um, you've got to get through the mud to get to the sand trap before you hit the tires, before you hit the concrete wall. There, um, sound engineer. Mm. So, but if you want to see shocking safety standards, not, it's nice, better than Amaru was. Nice shot there outside of the flip flop, looking back across to turn five and into the middle of what's affectionately referred to as the cleavage. Um, so we've got it is. You look at the track map; it's definitely the cleavage, um, or the or the uh, top end complex, as it's also sometimes referred. Probably by the more politically correct types. Yeah, now we all just call it the tits. Mm. <clears throat> Alrighty, so meanwhile uh, back at the, oh, meanwhile, it's Scaifey. Meanwhile, meanwhile back at the ranch, he's Scaifey. got his nose in front. It's Scaifey, go, go, Scaifey. Yeah. That's really, really boring livery. I know it's the Nissan livery, but man, it looks so boring on that that, that car. Looks better on a Fiat Supercar, to be honest. It actually it does. It, it looks better on that. That's a very good point, Minion. That's well, when it's not painted by Peacock Pan and Panel or some dodgy <laughs> paint. No, no, that that know. livery that livery on a Nissan Altima does look a heap better than it does on that wedge shaped skyline. Yes, but he's actually in the top ten. Oh, I wish so. we could take it back. I just think I just saw some debris on the track on the entry to turn two. That'd bring out a uh, that'd bring out an advertising break car in uh, in the modern times. Nissan special vehicles. Um, for those who uh, don't remember, they actually had a special vehicles branch for the um, R31 Silhouette, which had nothing much in common with this car except for the fact that it was an R31 Skyline. And a couple of other points around Nissan Special Vehicles. Freddie Gibson uh, and Howard Marsden at Nissan Special Vehicles built a very special little two-door Pulsar Exa Turbo and donated it to the Victorian Fire and Rescue Squad as a chase vehicle and uh, giving up some of my uh, my background, I can, it's fair to say it's the fastest ever shopping Jeep I've ridden or driven in. And, <laughs> it's uh, also quicker than some of the things it was chasing. It was much quicker than some of the fields we used to chase in. You're right there, sound engineer. It was also safer than the Exa Turbo that they raced at Bathurst. <laughs> yeah, that was a, this was a four-door Nissan. Basically, very, very similar suspension setups. Set up very tight, uh, very, very rapid when it came on boost. And... Uh, so we're on about lap halfway through, I'd think, by the time clock. It's uh, we're that's all right. Now we're uh, we're twenty minutes into the telecast for those of you following at home. About twenty and a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Longhurst is closing on uh, Alan Grice. Longhurst closing on Grice, and I'm trying to catch who the yellow car in the background is. Can't quite. So there's that Seaton car again. It's Seaton car's got more air time than uh, Champion Spark Plugs Billboard. Hmm. And there's Tony. He's trying to get by on Grice, and this one's probably going to end in tears, knowing Grice. Yep. Uh, no, they've managed to make it through through one corner, so that's good. 
Uh, he's, he's coming around. Uh, Longhurst has the massive power advantage, yep. but he just can't get it to the ground. So yep. every has time a he big look, no back again. Can't get traction off the corner. That's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. And Grice, he's just driving it nice and smooth, covering his race line. There's a bit of a dry line beginning to form there, although interestingly the wipers are all still on, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, well, actually, it, you could it, actually see a dry line, hey, or maybe, or maybe it was the poor camera lens. Not technology. knowing, not knowing what you're talking about, never stopped Crompton or um, Scaife before. Yeah, or many of the other commentators over the years either, I suppose. Warpster, but that's enough of that. So, Longest still chasing down Gricey. Meanwhile, out in front is uh, still Farmer George, and uh, we're not quite sure who's. I think actually this is for second. This is for second. Yeah, I believe it is. Yes. Until um, such time as... Uh, yep, there's Farmer George. There's Farmer just George. caught him in the front and of the frame. Longhurst down the outside. This is going to end badly. This could end in this tears. This could end in it's, tears. There oh, it goes. we go. There's a touch. Here he comes back. Comes back. Oh! oh the dishonourable ex-member for Broadwater <laughs> serves him up and he's in Lake Perkins. He's deep in Lake Perkins and I tell you right now... Lake Perkins doesn't exist like that not, anymore. Not anymore. And look at the, the, the official straight out of the flag box... Over in the middle, no, I'm not going in there, the official says. I'll push from the front sport. There's no way I'm standing behind you. No, 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 you can wave all you like, Tony. You're at shit. you're bogged, brother. You're just try backwards, go backwards down the hill. Mate, unless that thing's got a winch or four-wheel drive, it ain't going anywhere. Uh, nah, it's all good. Yeah, so here we go. Play. Yeah, it wasn't at the B-pillar. Not that that rule exists in real life. And... Gricey tries to get it back and just... And Gricey, actually, I don't think Gricey served him there. I, th- I think Gricey got him yeah, trying to catch revenge? it. No, I, no, I think Gricey just served. Gricey tagged him trying to catch it. And as we can see, deep in Lake Larry, but well and truly before it got filled in. And um, yeah, as for, oh look at that great work there by the volunteer race officials mm. in the mud. In and their gumboots. And there's an Akubra hat, if ever I've seen one. And there's uh, more steam coming out of that car than out of Roland Dane's ears on the Saturday <laughs> at Newcastle. Uh, just for um, just for yuck yucks, um, Moffat on the actual commentary said, uh, standard Grice procedure there, but those two still have heat from the RX-7 days. Oh, yes. And those two did not like each other. No, not at all. Not so, very much at all. So, so Tony's... Uh, Tony's still depositing litres and litres of water out of the inside of that car. I'm the, onto an, nearly hey, a bit more mud falling out. On, on the plus side, and here he goes, oh, he's going to be lapped. He's about to be lapped by Grice, uh, <laughs> and that's that's no mean feat around the three kilometre, sorry, the two kilometre Winton short track. Uh, Longhurst, uh, well, let's look on the plus side. The sponsorship logos are clean. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we've washed all the mud off. <laughs> so. In the background, background is uh, Furious George. Furious George. No, Scafey chasing for third. Uh, okay, I'll have a look at the numbers next time through. I think you're actually right. I think that is actually Scafey. Yep, chasing for third. So Longhurst's about to go a lap down. And look at look at all the um, panel damage that resulted from um, Grice hitting him. Absolutely none at all. No, back when we had real race cars with real bodies. Uh, yes, that is Scafey. You were right. In the, in the 12 car, sticking oh, his nose in. Operating at a high level there. He's um, got a fair bit of mud on the back. I think he's had an excursion or can two. You, just can you believe that spray? <laughs> <laughs> who gave who a spray? <laughs> yeah, there's a dry line. No, no, no. no. The, the spray doesn't happen until Eastern Creek about 20-something oh, years down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. Jim gave him a good spray at Bathurst not long after this. Ah, true, true. 
Alrighty, what are we up to? Twelve. Twelve. We're just watching. We're just watching Scaife go around. We're watching Mayfield Op- operating, operating at a high level. Been a, been a darling of the TV coverage for a long time, hasn't he? Oh, here we go. And there's Gary, Gary Rogers. Rogers, Funky Gazza Motorsport. In the old days of Funky Gazza Motorsport, when he was definitely a privateer, but not as well funded as now. You know, back when uh, back when Funky Gazza used to have a steer himself, and he has for a lot of years in a lot of different things. Um, uh, looks like eleven or fourteen still struggling with oversteer. Yep. Mm, so he's, he's working hard there. It's yeah, caught the curb beautifully on the run out. No, nah, nicely, nicely done. Sets himself up for two. Nah, caught the curb too much there, Brocky. And nah. speaking of which, whoa, Ooh, hello DJ. there, Dick. Dick just in front of him, same corner. And you can tell it doesn't rain much in Queensland when they're racing. Yes, well, they call it off because it's torrential. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's a four-time champion at this point, so we probably shouldn't disparage him too much. So, um, can I go all uh, race official nerd on you here? Go for it. Race control flank point seven. None of these cars have got window nets. Mmm. Sorry, that's uh, a <coughs> veiled reference to... Uh, to uh, oh, don't worry about it. <clears throat> so, are, they, no, are, but, they, are they wearing battle clothes? Because Marcus Ambrose had some fun with that. But, but quite interestingly, um, it does show the difference in safety standards. These days, if you're in a car that doesn't require a window net, you've got to have the window up. And uh, none of these, and they're running around with the window down to stop the wind, to stop the fogging. Um, and nobody's running a mandatory window net. Uh, very, very. That's not perspex. Very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, the DMSs probably do work. Which is probably just as well on a day like this. Well, in fact, this was almost the era where they were putting uh, demisters on the front class windscreens. And there's Robbie Francovic. Robbie Francovic in the Whitaker's, Whitaker's Peanut, Peanut Slab. Slab Sierra, yes. The Wolf Sierra for those pla- uh, Sierra nerds out there. Yep. So um, did, are you telling me that these cars from thirty, nearly 30 years ago and here we had go. better demisters so than Triple Eight? So we've got Fury from yes. Bryce, Mark Scaife in third, Andrew Medecki in the Kenwood, Sp- Kenwood Sound Systems Sierra... And Brad Jones edging into the top five in the 11 or 14 team car. Not a Brad performance, that. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of a snippet. Just saw the bloke at pit exit, the race official at pit exit there. Mm-hmm. Still officiating at Winton today. I'd believe you would be. And in the Yokohama car, he's Andrew Medecki. Yes, that is the same Andrew Medecki that ran the um, Camaro in TCM in more recent years. And... Uh, John Bauer, who's driven just about everything there is to drive. Uh, in the pits. In the pits. And there's the Kenwood car. Handsome Yokohama across the front. Andrew Medecki always uh, always turned out quite well-presented cars, Warbster. Um, a bit of a journeyman racer. Uh, well, never never really had the budget to back him back himself up. No, unfortunately. Can, and can steer. That's, uh, there's, uh, there's no two ways about that. Uh, the Port, Port Macquarie native made a very good uh, living driving Peter Brock cars for a few years, yeah. and that is the Lusty Commodore. The Lusty Commodore, one of the Lusty brothers who uh, uh, are part of the uh, enterprise that makes, these days currently makes uh, road transport equipment, um, made very famous by the great... Oh, I've got a mental blank warps to take over. Okay, well, while you're thinking of that, um, the Moffat car's been lapped. You know, Greg Hansford's uh, having a bit of a time with it, uh, which is to be expected. That car barely runs um, during the year at this There's stage. Larry. Larry Perkins. And uh, in the background, you can see a Nissan-sponsored fire vehicle there at Winton. It, uh, 
It still serves duty today. Wow, that must be cheap. No, it was free. Fair enough. <laughs> so back on my train of thought, back to the Lusty Brothers, reminds me of that very, very funny moment at Bathurst when the Lusty Brothers had uh, Ellison sponsorship on their car and the great Doug Mulray pondered the question, who was Lusty Ellison? <laughs> nice. Uh, Chris Lambden, Bow Repairs Commodore. Yeah, Chris Lambden, Bow Repairs Commodore. Chris Lambden, current architect of the better of the modern Formula 5000 car. Oh, the um, Super Formula 5000 Thunder, whatever. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, his is the good one. Not the war, not the not the warbs to knock off hastily thrown together. Uh, no, it was. We need somewhere to put these engines. Yeah, and nobody wants to use these engines. But that's another story. We're, no coyote crate motors in this field, warbster. So it's getting pretty frantic there back in the field. We've had a series of pit stops for tyres, non-compulsory, I must add. And uh, there's there's oh. blessed other big noses. Um, is is Crompton banging on about fuel right now or uh, tyres? Well, I'm not he'd sure. He'd be banging on about tyres, surely. Well, he's in the car, so he'd be banging on about something in the pit to well, car He's not radio. actually driving this weekend, so no, he'd be banging on about tyres. <laughs> uh, sorry, I keep I keep confusing Brad Jones. Isn't this back when you could actually use whatever tyres you wanted? You could yes. indeed use whatever. Very good you point. You didn't have to use Dunlops that broke on after two laps? You can use whatever you want, and that was part of the challenge, mm. sound engineer minion, that... Uh, is that if your, you had Bridgestones, you would win? No, or is your that rela- later on? No, that's later on. Your, your relationship with your tyre company was uh, was king. Um, they'd give you the best tyres they possibly could, and mm. that was sometimes the difference between winning and losing. Turns yes. out Rocky's wet tyres were just... They just didn't exist, did they? Well, We hand, didn't fit them, so... No, hand-cut hand slicks don't necessarily work. Mm. Um, but to, to answer your question, you could have Yokohamas, you could have Bridgestones, you could have Avons a few years before this. Uh, you could have Dunlops that lasted more than two laps. Yep. Because the idea was to make the best tyre, not the most entertaining tyre. Mm. Not that I find blowouts terribly entertaining, but here we are. Neither do drivers or team managers. So, um, 11 or 14 really, really battling it through the top end complex. Mm. What's the bet that Hooking he thought? Round turn seven, running up the old back straight. Can't remember what it was named back then. Heading for the Motorsport News S's. Indeed. Um, I think I'm going to posit another theory here. I think Brock thought it was going to dry out a heck of a lot quicker than it did because if he's running a, he's running cut slicks, he's more than likely kept the suspension reasonably stiff. That reminded me of um, the night two-litre touring car race at Calder where Brad Jones thought it was going to dry out, but it didn't. And they went started on slicks and didn't dominate, but that's another story. Definitely a dry line there through turn one. Mm. And yes, even in through two. So... Brocky, you, you would think, would be sticking to the dry line and the others that, if they're on wets, would be heading for the water to try and keep them cool. Didn't you already change? Yeah, Brocky's yeah, already been in for tyres. I think a lot of them have been in for tyres. Mm. Um, I, th- I think the issue is, sure is if, now. I mean, if he's put wets on, he's going to struggle even more because they're going to be chunking like you wouldn't believe. And that was back prior to the resurface and the track extension at Winton. And from my own personal memory, it was a very abrasive surface. Um, Speaking of abrasive, Frank Gardner is uh, masterminding <laughs> the um, Longhurst pit stop here. Yes, yes. I thought you were going to mention Tony Longhurst being abrasive. Uh, look, that 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 uh, particular incident doesn't happen for another five years. Okay. Mm. Uh, you're talking about the um, yes. Morris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same track. 
Same track and everything. Yes, indeed. Teammate, teammates and all. Um, so there's a Toyota Sprinter or a, 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 a 86. A86. 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 Yes. A86. Um, the one that's now co- they cost ten times more than they were worth about ten years ago, thanks yeah. to initial D. Yes. Thank you. Fully sick drift car, mate. Ah, absolutely. And there's there's so, George with his helmet almost out of the window. I don't know how safe that is. Yes. Hence my comment before. So there's uh, there's, there's Andrew Medicki again. Mad Andy. He's probably not very happy right now. No. Probably just wants to get back out there. Um, Medecki Motorsport wasn't long for this world, actually. After the um, Lakeside incident, where he actually lost a chassis, um, he's running out of money at a great fire? rate of knots. Yes, that no, was the big three fire. Or four, two or three cars on fire. Yeah, that was the one where um, Sato went in and um, yep. Murray Carter burned out his Sierra. Actually, Murray, Murray set fire to his Sierra a couple of times that year. Um, Couldn't you have picked a race that had like some crash or something? I'll give it time. Yeah. Give it time. Um, we might have to do that um, lakeside race with the fire. That's that'd be a good one for us to commentate. I think that might be that might be a good one. We don't want to do too much nineteen eighty nine because there's many other eras that we can get into. Yep, absolutely. And there's our blast dynamics explosives. Good good for a turbo car. <laughs> Blow a turbo, that's some good good advertising there. Absolutely. Uh, Gary Wilmington in so, front of um Alan Grice. Grice. Yeah. Grice again. They are fixated on the Commodores, oh, aren't they? Ever, yeah. You yeah. can tell who was uh, throwing the money towards the telecast. You can say, say, say who was helping Seven behind the scenes with things as well. Mm. Uh, there's uh, Scafey! Love him, want to buff him, get him up here. <sighs> well, you want to buff Scafey? Warbster, please. He's part of your commentary team. You hired him. Not his commentary team. Not anymore. I can tell you right now, there will only ever be one Warbster and he's sitting between us. Oh, blame me. You're, do you know you're the only Warbster of Australian motorsport now? As, as of now, yes. As of now. You already mentioned that like three or four times. You're the official Warbster of the Australian motor racing landscape. And oh, we've got a back marker being passed by Wilmington and Rice. He's going to punch past. No. Cleanly done. Mm. Corolla came off a bit second hand. He got yep. out in the weeds, but that's his problem. Uh, Wilmington's actually in sixth at the moment, so he's doing very well. Clearly, he hasn't pitted for tyres. Well, there's one. Way, there's one. There's more than one way to win a race, and mm. uh, not stopping. Very handy, mm. especially on a little track like uh, Winton Short Track. Mm. So Grice's gonna yeah sticks it in at the tank. What was later to his corner, and what was later to become Penrite Corner. Uh, into turn six, the middle of the top end complex, and it's tight, ladies and gentlemen. Nerd. <laughs> hey, it's my home track. I'm allowed to. Uh, I'm allowed to nerd out a little bit. Home Fair track. Enough. It's two hours away from you. Yeah, all that too. Sandown's closer. Well, well, it's still around. You know what else is? Calder Park. Sorry, the wilderness. <laughs> Haven't seen racing there for a few years. Wait till later in this episode. Good segue there, uh, DSO. Thank you. So, so it's it's all a bit cars going round and round and round the track with um, with us just talking about it. But um, well, that's that's the basic <laughs> idea of this podcast. Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay. Um, so um, I really need a ticker to know what lap we're on because um, actually, Minion, you're going to have to count laps for us next one of these. We do. We need an official lap scorer I think I am. of uh, of touring cast. Is this the only reason you brought me back? No, we brought you back because uh, we, we because we love you, Thank you. and because and we want you to lap score. Yeah, in that order. Here comes um, Scafey and Grice, the two two hard men. Yep. 
of touring car history. Scafie wasn't exactly a shrinking violet when it came to um, no, not at overtaking all. and defending. And Gricey's, well, Gricey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, passing the Matt Wacker car. Oh my God, there's a blast from the past, Matt Wacker. And it looks like the um, looks like the Dowson car is being passed again. And Scafie will recognise the Black Gazelle in front of Gricey because that is his 1987 car. Mm, driven by... David Sala. Sta- Brian Sala or David Sala? David Sala. Okay, the young protege. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry Perkins is there with a bit of steam coming out, so... Oh, look at those four four stud wheels. Absolutely. Good God, oh, that's God. retro. Absolutely. George, retro. George is just looking out the window, just going, yeah, yeah what's going on, on here? Up. Yep, come on, hurry up. You get these Isn't pricing. this back when um, when they were the only team still running four studs? Oh no, Larry no. Perkins. Larry Perkins. <laughs> Larry Perkins was the last one to run five studs. And that was well into the nineties. Because his theory is is that a single nut could come off and you could lose your wheel. At least you had five to choose from if you were running, and that is a true story. And driving driving like a nuts DJ, who seems to have found some uh, grip finally and is trying to haul her up through the field. And he's given it a fair bit of uh, welly there. I might have put two turns uh, from his NASCAR time around that same era. I might have put two turns of... Uh, and some wedge in the back to get it handling. Oh, you're, you're going to run loose, are you? Mm. There he goes down the inside of Scaife. And absolutely leaves it for dead. Mm. Absolutely leaves it for dead. And into braking, having a, having a really, really nice look at Gricey on the, uh, through the S's coming around yeah. turn eight onto the main straight. This is a lot more representative of the speed that the shell cars yep, have. absolutely. Um. And puts it in and... You've got nowhere to go there, Gricey, except for exactly what you did and you let him go cleanly, which would be a rarity for Gricey. I didn't say that. And Farmer George is even... No, sorry, yeah, that's Scafie in 12. Scafie. And Scafie's having go a really go good around, run, around uh, the... No, no one goes around the outside at the sweeper, Scafie. You probably, probably saw what happened to Richo. You will, you will learn that later in your career. Mm. At career Winton. is an interesting word for it. At Winton, he will learn it later. So having a really good look at turn five, Penright corner, and loose on the exit. Mm-hmm. No, you can't can be a loose unit, can Scaife. Yes, all we've got to do is remember that race at uh, Texas. Mm. Oh, operating at a higher blood alcohol level, as you uh, so succinctly stated. Yes, in the, in the previous episode. And so DJ, it's fairly, DJ's so, really So it's him. fairly busy at the back. Would that be an early an early uh, retro bat- battle pack there behind these two? <laughs> There's Fred Gibson. And there's Fred looking uh, suitably unimpressed as he always was, even when they won. Mm. I think actually he, he was in a lot of competition with Frank Gardner about who could look the most unimpressed. Unimpressed, yep. Yeah. And, and he might be slightly more impressed now because there's Scafe got through on the inside. And as the as the minion pointed out earlier, turn three today, but turn one back in the day, it's uh, it's a great passing opportunity if you can draw your draw your competitor to uh, to stay on the race line on the outside. Actually, you'd have to say that there's a lot more passing in Group A racing, at least from what we've seen from this episode, than there is in current day racing without people going into the back of each other. Well, there's another reason, and, 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 the, and the young minion touched yeah, but on isn't it. isn't it just because Shane Van Gisbergen Shane Van Gisbergen wasn't driving then? No, no, there's, there's actually, that's, that's, that's a good point, but what are those officials doing standing out there on the side of the track? There's people everywhere. 
was going to say. There's, they're officialing. Yeah, they're officialing on the side of the truck. We, we, we'll get into that when we look at some of our older episodes with flag marshals standing on the side of the track with no protection. But I think I think the thing is is that you've got a bit bit of difference here because you've got technical difference. Very much so. You've got tyre difference, you've got technical difference, and you've got aero difference. Lots and lots of things. So here we go with our race score. Scaife from Grice. Oh, and it's all on there. DJ's just pulled it over Scaife. No, that's Bowie. Sorry, Bowie over Scaife. So Scaife, Grice, and Brock, they're presumably out of sequence on the tyres. Yeah. George Fury is at your actual leader at this point yep um uh, you know obviously we don't have the graphics for the stops but that's how it all pans right. out we're on the Dulux auto color race cam on board with 11 or 14. he's um probably been uh probably done uh what 11 or 14 crosses to that car haven't we mobilized oh jeez it's better than polarised, I suppose. Well, we, we might go through that in well, an this episode is the post-polarised era, isn't it? Yes, it this is. is. post-polarised. Yes, it is. There's uh, Scafie into the pits. It's all, all is well in supercar land. No Good. air jacks for that. Look thing. at those white shoes, those, those white boots the crew are wearing. How uh, how fashionable are they? Mm. Not, not so many mullets. I was expecting more mullets. Yeah, I honest. thought there'd be more mullets. Mm. Not the nice. Nice beard. Nice 80s beard there. Looks mm. like John Bauer. Mm. I have to admit, it's probably covered up by the wet um, gear because if you actually look at the um, Nissan Motorsport crew wear from back then, God, yeah, absolutely. And a big height of Frank Wellman on the stop go board. <laughs> Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. There <laughs> we go, 11 or 14 again. Jeez Louise. Don't the cameras. Isn't that car so photogenic? That, that livery must be ultra photogenic. Or it's just the fact that Brock's overhyped, like he was at that point uh, yeah look at, look I think the fact that he had been through his dramas with Holden he was um, he was still certainly uh, the public's darling um, and didn't Holden, miss when he got dropped by no 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 so, uh, Brock and Holden just for some little, little few subtle points on the history of this Bro Brocky and Holden had split he needed to keep racing um, he made the decision to go into the Sierra and well, via BMW. Via BMW, but but Brocky's now in the Sierra. Mobile have stuck have stuck true to him, um, as have Bridgestone and a few others. And uh, there's more Brown, chief Brock apologist. Yes, um, and and uh, and Minion, he um, basically he's uh, he's out there doing it and uh, continued to make a career. The public thought that Holden were big bad Holden. The, 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 those who love Brocky will never admit that um, that there, that anything that transpired was Brocky's fault um, and there's and there's a number of publications what, so building a car that, that people didn't want that Holden didn't want to sell was not his fault there was more to it than that oh, there was a lot more to it than that we'll go into it in some depth maybe in a segment in the future but um, it, it, it's one of the great stories of Australian motorsport and, and uh, the rise and fall of Peter Brock uh, indeed an excellent uh, book by Bill Tucky yeah and uh, his and son Slug, and Slug Harvey his um his uh, son, Stuart, I actually do know reasonably well. So yep. if you're listening, hi, Stu. Thanks, Stu. Um, <laughs> that's uh, DR30 under... Oh, there it goes. Yes. There it goes. Well, that was bound to happen eventually. A skyline spinning off in the mud at Winton. I thought it was... This isn't Drift Matsuri, is it? <laughs> is it uh, this is not Winter Matsuri. No, sure, it's, it's not Winter... It looks like Winter Matsuri no, to me. Yeah. It's Clive Smith. Donozo, if you're listening, Winter Matsuri. <laughs> 
Lots of shout outs this episode. Yeah, well, we're, we're in the summer series, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, we're we're pretty we're keeping it pretty loose. There's been there's been some there's been some good drifting. There's Matt Wacker again, oh, giving it a good whack. Matt Wacker, the stories I could tell you about that bloke. Uh, are any of them legal? Uh, but they require lawyers. Oh, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Translation? Yes. No, <laughs> just uh, yeah, Wacker Wacker by name. Uh, Lyndon Reith Mueller bang there it goes big push hard off at the flip flop very very commonplace and uh, that's now covered by tyres for those of you playing at home wondering why he hit the concrete Uh, the same reason that the cars don't have window nets and he's not very happy because he's just torn up a lot of $100 bills and got his race boots wet Mm. and the crowd will be abusing him right about now Yes, if you actually... You can't hear the... And there's that kid waving at the camera yet again. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's called push. That's that, That's called... Um, See, normally when a car hits the wall these days, you go, oh, there's an ad break. Tim, Tim yells out. And uh, it's obviously doomed to be in a safe position because racing continues. <laughs> Remember when we didn't have entertainment flag? I mean, yellow flags every five minutes? Oh, no, there'd be a yellow flag being waved. No, it's not it an entertainment flag... It wouldn't have the wouldn't have the safety car. Advertising flag. Oh, the advertising flag. Sorry, advertising about that. Yeah, flag. Yeah. No, no, the yellow flag is still the yellow flag back then. That's just they didn't use the entertainment car. Yes, it didn't exist. Yes, the pace car. The pace car now is brought out whenever anyone sneezes. Mm. You know, like Shane Van Newsbergen. You know, had a bit of a tail waggle. Oh, geez, that might be unsafe. Yeah. Uh, no, it's we got to bring the field back together, especially at Bathurst. <laughs> Minion. Minion. Don't want anyone getting past. Jeez. Minion. I'll stamp your ticket to the last 30 laps if you're not careful. (laughs) Anyway. And we're back with uh, Furious George again. Here he is. Going around corners. Doing things. So, remarkably, this telecast doesn't have any ads. So normally about now you'd hear. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Sorry, but Tim. We're not doing that. Sorry, Sorry Tim. Sorry, Tim. They don't exist. Sorry, Tim. Not going to happen. No. So no. there we go. Look, uh, it's, 10, it's 105. It's Aubrey's own Brad Jones. In, not Neil Crompton. In the no, and I've got that right. Thank you. In the 11 or 14 team car. Uh, the second car, which um, subsequently wasn't raced any further after 89. Brock went to a, a single car operation for 1990. Yep. And then uh, joined up with Larry Perkins. Something for an, to oh, do with a lack of cash. Sala again. In the Gazelle. In the Gazelle. And he's, he's going to get it back, but not by much. No. Uh, speaking of 11 catch. or 14, there he is. And is that a 635 BMW in front? Uh, yes, it is. I think it's uh, Joe Somariva. Okay. You're nerding out beautifully here, Warbster. Oh, you've done, you've, done, you've done your research. Clearly, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> couldn't they afford an M3? Uh, no, pre-M3. Uh, well, so 635 was. No, it wasn't before the M3. The M3s, the uh, factory cars were uh, sold off by Brock after 88. Yep. They're, oh, they're no. Oh, here we go. Speaking of, and he yeah, spun it out. Spun it out. Oh, he missed the Good wall. Good save, though. Oh, decent save, but, you know. What did we say about drifting in 360s? What did we say about um, Peter Perfect not being quite so perfect? Yeah, he, he did throw it away occasionally. So yes, a couple yeah. of... Um, no, a, couple of Toyota, a couple of Toyota... It certainly is a Corolla. A couple of Toyota... It's two Corollas. They're Corollaing along. Toyota dealer team. 
And there's uh, George Fury uh, out front after all the pit stops shook out. And here's the replay. He was he lost it long yep. before he got into the corner. Yep, back um, end stepped around on it. So I think you need to work on brake bias. Uh, and also probably softening the suspension up a bit. Yeah. That is a very hard suspension for yep. these sorts of uh, temperatures and weathers. There's his future co-driver behind him, Andy Medecki, and Joe Somariva not hitting him, thankfully. As the Hansford in the Moffat car. No, we've got to go back to Peter Brock again. Can't he's look at anybody get, else. He's going to get lapped, maybe. Just a prediction. And, uh, and, but we still got to film him, right? Well, he's not, he's, not actually, he's not actually lapped down. He didn't actually lose that much time. That, however, does lose time. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, young Bradley's uh, thrown it off the uh, track there. And you can on spin the out, On the outside of turn six. In and the you can spin them. The- you Sorry. can spin them all you want. It's not going anywhere. No. <sighs> no. Let's see. On, on the in car, yeah, he knew he'd lost it before he'd even entered the corner. Yeah, the whale tail hasn't even helped him at all. Kicking there. gears, trying to catch it already. The whale tail are uh, part of the RS500 package, which I will go through one day if we're sufficiently bored. And that's not a very clean car now. No. Mm. You can't see the mobile stickers. Well, you can. Yes, you can. Barely. The amount of money they tipped. The amount of money they tipped in. They'd almost have self-cleaning livery. Indeed. Whitaker's peanut slabs are looking a bit chocolatey though. Yeah. And Brock, Brocky just had the hand out the window for a minute. Don't know whether he was um, saying hi to Levi and Chili at home or telling Robbie Francis to get out of the road. Uh, column A, column B. <laughs> Don't think he'd be saying hi to Levi and Chili though, considering they're not born yet. I'm pretty sure Craig Lowndes is barely out of um, short pants at this point in time. DJR cars. So we've got Brock, DJR cars, and I Johnson, believe that's Bow, and Jones that's, out of the mud. Yeah, and I know that, oh that is Jones, and mm-hmm. it's car three, Furious George. And Furious George looking to actually lap the DJR cars. Wow, which is practically inconceivable in this time period, given that they'd won fourteen out of fifteen of the previous races. Exactly. It's, uh, is this a water? Sh- you are such a JDM guy. Now I know why you picked this episode. Oh my god! And I let you. Like I said, we've uh, got to do a Winton one because you know Winton being my home track and everything. And you had to pick the one the Datsun one in, didn't you? Well, it's actually a fairly um, dominated, decent, decent, decent watershed considering uh, what Nissan will do in the ne- next twelve months, especially with the. Um, hang on! Hang on! Hang on, is that a smile? Oh, I thought it was... That, a, that a, no, he's oh, gritting no, his teeth. No, he's gritting his teeth. Okay. He's gritting his teeth. Looks he's like... Looks back. He's actually... He's Do actually, you know what that is? That's Fred Gibson, knowing the camera's on him, pretending to not look back at the camera and watch his race car. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of like self-conscious, like, okay, you've got the shot now, go away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. No way, he's not Kimmy Reichen. No. Um... So anyway, the um, humiliation of uh, Shel Sierra being lapped is uh, imminent. About to take place. And uh, George, George isn't quite furious George at the moment. He's uh, really good. Actually, George needs to be a bit furious. He's got uh, he's got a bit of heat on him. Oh, there's Andy Medecki. Andy Medecki unlapping himself and George letting him go. Well, that's clever racing, I suppose. That's well, I mean, the, the, the way you win a race is by finishing it. And yeah. There's no point battling over somebody unlapping themselves. That's and with a bit of luck, silly. Medecki might take out one of these two shell cars in the process. Um, well, with with Chabo Beast being what it is, you'd want to be on eggshells on this one. Absolutely. On, he's oh, he's no. got his nose up there. No. Oh, oh, climbs the curb almost to touch. Uh, Can we get the IPO to have a look at that? I, I think that there may have almost been contact. And uh, IPO? 
I thought this was the 80s. <laughs> that was back when the clerk, of course, and the stewards used to dish out the penalties. Yeah, I think IPO was something that only happened on the stock exchange, to be honest. Mm. Yes. They've got all sorts of acronyms for that sort of financial stuff. Yep. I don't know. I just pocket millions and millions of dollars. I don't actually you know, yes. do anything with that. So lots and lots of people crammed into that flag box at, uh, at turn, or flag point nine back we'll there. See the way. Oh, oh, George. George. Don't do that. Trying his rally skills. Gary, Gary Wilmington's just gone, geez, I'm glad they can't see my race suit right now because I just <laughs> damn near pooped myself. That's why there's elastic in the bottom of the cuffs of the leagues of race suits. It's not for fire getting up. It's to keep the... Keep the contents in. And 11 or 14's back on his tail again. This is for position. Yep. Brocky's having a bit of a charge here. He's obviously uh, got himself back sorted out again. That thing is handling evilly, but he's just dealing with it. He's, he's made up some ground on George here too. But I think George, I mean, one or two fluffs notwithstanding, I don't think he's pushing as hard as he could. I think he's just trying to get it home as safely yep. as possible. Yep. I mean, he's clearly let the um, Sierras go. So, a bit more in-car from uh, the Mobile One Racing. In- oh, oh, Bowie! Bowie gone! Oh. And that is one of the few times you would see John Bow losing a race car. It's treacherous yep. out through, there. Yep, through the S's on the run to the main and straight. Checkered and checkered flag! flag or, some, or some bloke standing on the edge of the track trying not to get run over. How old, are that these days. How old school is this? It's old, afford a gantry. It's old school JDM. No, the Nissan gan- wins. JDM. <laughs> Nisa. See, where's the two? He's missing a two off the front of that car. Ah. Oh, needs to be the 23. Yeah, yeah. See, they weren't clever enough back then to take the 23. Well, Should have. Yeah, they should have. Well, Absolutely. I mean, we've got two and three. That's... Was that a tractor I just saw in the middle of the... Right? No, semi... that, that, that's a VK Commodore. <laughs> no, I think the recovery tractor is uh, the grey Massey Ferguson was being dispatched to go and get the uh, the stuck ones. Right, what position did that one finish in? The grey the grey Fergie tractor, mm. uh, probably slightly higher up the field than Cedo. It was still running at the end. So yeah, no big uh, Bowie just big lost it. big both hands of it in the mud there for Bowie and eleven or fourteen sneaks through. And there's George Fury. And there's Furious George. Looking Is he going to go and do a burnout? No, no, because that wasn't George's style. Uh, plus, they probably would have seized the turbo. Yep. These things got very, very hot. Yep. Um, in fact, uh, in later days, they uh, seized turbos regularly after they shut them down, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason the GTRs cost so much. Mm-hmm. And there's Quagmire, aka Gary uh, Wilkinson, and there yep. is there's Farmer George. George. Farmer George with his farmer's hat on. Yeah, thanks very much, Wilco. Well, I ran a pretty good race. It was uh, it was pretty wet out there, but um, I won and no one else did, so you can jam that up, you Jaxi. I'm going to go do the uh, school run tomorrow morning in the bus. <laughs> I'm going to drive the school. Momo. I'm going to drive the school bus tomorrow. It's uh, it's uh, it was just like back in my rally days. Yeah, there's a bit of a stanza there. Where's the shanty? Oh, hello. There's eleven or fourteen. Yeah, no, I, I drove really well except for when I didn't, and uh, that's the end of our. It's called motor racing. So we need to go safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. This week on Narcos, Pablo hires an Australian connection to serve as his new driver. Absolutely. We're also thrilled to welcome into the studio our Race 29 winner, David Reynolds. Congratulations. 
little does he know that the DEA has hired a Kiwi whose only job is to take him out. I'll be angry at myself for as long as I can until the next race and I'll push on, but... Shane put me in the fence and bent the steering quite bad, but then it actually started to turn a bit better with bent steering, so... Yeah, it was just a mistake, and that was 100% uh, my fault. Just, yeah, just stuffed up and uh, ended up in the wall and... Huge risk for very little reward. I think um, wouldn't have mattered what car Gizzy and um, and Dave were in yesterday. They would have they were at each other's at each other's throats for whatever reason. Very very pissed off. Um, very ordinary driving from old mate, and well, you know we wouldn't expect anything less from that dude to be honest. This here, he goes off the track, two wheels into the grass, and typical Van Gisbergen didn't lift. The good drivers in the field, they could pass you without crashing into you, so, you know, obviously I just got, must have got a bad one beside me. As far as an apology? Oh, he's dead to me, bro. He's dead to me. Watch the drug cartels battle for power and survival. Only on Netflix, because Tanner broke. Welcome back to the Touring Cast. Narcos looks like an interesting new season. Good to see that new administration's getting the uh, drivers in uh, commercially advantageous positions and uh, doing a bit of cross-promotion there, dear. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So, Warbster, um, for part two of uh, the first episode of the Touring Cast, I'm going to take everybody to the now long-gone Amaru circuit in 1982. You need to head to the YouTube machine, type in 1982 better breaks amscar round four we'll get you the episode you want um, we'll tell you when you need to press play but you'll uh, you'll see at the start of it peter griffin telling us all about the 1982 series being worth seventy thousand dollars of prize money which in real terms today would be the equivalent of 350 grand that's probably spare change for one of the narcos boys there uh, <laughs> Probably spare change for um, Gizzy, considering how much he's um, rumoured to be being paid. Absolutely. Or even Funky Gazza. Oh, Funky Gazza dips into the pocket a fair bit too. Not as much as the Jones brothers. No. Righto. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, you can push play now. And there we can see Mike Raymond, a.k.a. Peter Griffin, uh, with a beautiful shot from the start line. Around the kink, up Bitcher Pave Hill. Amaru was a very, very tight little circuit, only 1.9 Ks, really short, um, hard track to race on, uh, no rests, uh, no no real straights. It's uh, and and a really oh, look and there's Evan, at Evan Green. Evan Green. For anyone who uh, recognise will recognise that voice from the many multitudes of um, Bathurst compilations that have been released over the years. Yep. Uh, very, very well respected uh, journo back then. Not one of Harry First's favourite people. If uh, you do any research into the V8 Tirana project, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Samaru Park's a very short track. It's probably one of the few things in this um, motor racing world of Australia that's shorter than Jason Barguana. <sighs> that's nasty. Alrighty, so we've got the cars coming to the grid for heat one, and uh, as you can see, there's Gricey in the recar Commodore. 
Yep, that certainly is. That's the car that would later take him to um, that famous spin at Bathurst in 82 when he was battling with Peter Brock. Uh, Raycar is actually um, based in Mulgrave in Victoria, so strange to see him up there in Sydney, but such is life. Uh, Terry Finnegan in the 15 car next to him. Uh, Sydney Privateer, been around for a long, long time. Yeah, he's been around forever. And there's Big Rev Big Kev. Rev Kev in the, in the uh, Channel 9 Sports Camaro, the almost largest budget in the history of Australian motorsport on the front row next to Gricey. Um, you can see a multitude of, uh, of Group C touring cars. There's Lauren Cullen in the background with his hand out the window there. Yeah. Australian made. That was the car that and um, the f- Alan Jones drove in his first bath. And the 14 car cutting through, obviously coming straight from the recording studio, is John English who obviously does prove that some people do have all the fun. Mm. And now they're all together now. Very good. Uh, one of the Callahan brothers sitting next to him, Murray Carter in the John Sands Falcon, number 18. Um, quite sure missed that Commodore. They're already ready for a bomber start. Look at him. Yeah, it's a very good point, uh, sound engineer. And they're off as they head up Bitcher Pave Hill for the first time. And for what the Chev lacked in brakes, suspension, and just about everything else involving handling, it did have a lot of horsepower. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. So, uh... Big 350 working well there. Yeah, so... Murray's Murray's on the inside. I nearly had a scrape there. It's a very small field for a, um... This is only this is only one of the heats. This is the first heat of uh, uh, of round four. So we'll we'll go through the first heat and later in this in this YouTube uh, video we'll see the final race, final twenty five lap race. Well, here's hoping it's not as pointless as the Peter Jackson dash was. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, big rev Kev with the tail out there through Mazda corner um, as they head down around the bottom of the circuit for that's an past the lake. Uh, yes, that's the Lakeside Corner. Yep. Um, coming out of the... Steve Masterton Homes. Steve Masterton Homes. <laughs> Long-time winner of... Uh, sorry, multiple winner of the Amscar series. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, over the line for a very, very short lap. And look at all of those safety barriers. That's just... That's amazing safety there. It's absolutely outstanding. There is absolutely no way this track would be certified these days. So, Gricey's having a really, really good look at Kev there as, uh, as they come down... Hmm. Uh, into the bowl. Uh, Kev, Kev's got a wide rear end there, and uh, that's not a personal ju- uh, ju- dig at uh, Kev. No, so round Master Corner coming up to Honda Corner. Back in the day, the uh, the clever promoters and track owners used to sell every single corner to somebody for sponsorship rights, so we're going to keep calling them as they name them. Mm. Um, so into the through the S's into yep, Winfield Corner at the lake. Don't smoke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank sound you engineer person. minion onto the front straight and up they go again. Now Gricey is having a really, really good look at Kev here. I would think on this track, Warbster, that uh, the Commodore would be uh, a far nicer car to drive. A lot, lot better handling than the, in, than the Camaro. In the 82 era, you'd probably be looking at the RX-7 as being the real weapon here in Group C form. Well, we do, we do see that in the final... Uh, in the final race, not in this heat race, where uh, spoiler alert, yeah, spoiler alert, we do see an RX-7. Actually, this is one I haven't watched before, so this is new new to me as well, uh, ladies and minions. Um, big Rev Rev Kev just giving it everything here. I mean, he's got he's, that car has got to be at least two lanes wide. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and as Kev will happily attest, um, 
back in the day, Kerry Packer threw as much money as Kev wanted at that car. Mm. And uh, all Kerry basically wanted to do was get out there and win and take as much Ooh, Channel 7 TV coverage as you can with my nine logo. Well, I think actually what you'd find is Kerry Packer spent his main money mainly on two things in this era. Mm. World Series cricket and this Camaro. Yep. Yep. Which was shown predominantly on Channel 7. Um, and here's Gricey. Gricey down the inside. Takes, the, takes the over the curb line. That's, Again, that's not going to last you very long. No DSO these days to... And there's no redress, remarkably. No redress. And um, Gricey should probably be a bit more careful because uh, those with long-term memories would realise that six years before that, he had rather an interesting altercation with Colin Bond at that corner. Yep. And... Um, and back in the day, tyre construction was oh, probably better than what it is today. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dunlops or whatever grice he's wearing there um, mightn't have liked the uh, the abrasiveness of the kerb. Yes, and he would look after them because in this era, he's paying for them. Yeah. So Gricey's starting to put a bit of a gap on. Um, who have we got in the background? There's... Uh, there's Warren Cullen. Warren Cullen, sorry, I uh, I missed that other reference. Um, there's Callahan at the front there. Yep, Callahan. With uh, Finnegan behind him, and then Murray Carter. Murray Carter kept bringing up, coming up in uh, in the John Sands Falcon, which was uh, remarkably unreliable and was replaced by an RX-7 for the next year. Yep, the RX-7s bred like rabbits towards the end of Group C because they were a well-known package, and um, there was a fairly easy recipe to get them right. It had an illegal five-speed box in them too. You mean six? What did you count reverse? Exactly. <laughs> Finnegan having a look down the inside of Callahan. Uh, Ford really not at home here. No, really struggling. Ooh. The big Falcon really struggling. If you wanted somebody to drive um, sideways though in a car, you'd be picking one of the speedway blokes, wouldn't you? And Callahan next speedway man and uh, Finnegan down the inside there. Yep. So there he goes. So those of you with uh, with a keen eye, I'll pick some of the names. Um, the Amscar series was heavily weighted towards the New South Wales privateers um, and predominantly the guys who you would remember from the Bathurst telecast of the 80s and maybe even into the early 90s who, um, who were the real bread and butter and made up the big fields at Bathurst. Well, the Amscar series was actually a lot of the waiting for how entries were accepted into the Bathurst 1000 back then. Yep. Um, you know, pe people from, say, Queensland or Victoria who weren't didn't have as... Um, had a similar resume, but not in the ARDC's backyard, generally didn't get as good a shake of it. Yep. Finnegan um, having another look there. Callahan was renowned for building some very strong engines in this era. Um, he had a lot of experience with the 351 Ford. Yep. And um, it's it's fair to say on the budget that he had, he actually got some very good results. Because What's he just yep. Oh, and Finnegan mm, straight through. Finnegan straight through. Yeah, and Murray Carter through on Callahan as well. Mm -hmm. uh, John Sands car. This is a brand normally more associated with Rusty French, but uh, getting, an, getting an outing with uh, Murray Carter here. Yep. And there's Gricey out in front by Country Mile. Um, we do some obligatory uh, obligatory coverage of the leader because he's the leader. And uh, Rico Truck and Life on the front. Rico Truck and Life magazine. A truck and good road that I was, one. I was going to say it's a, it's a miracle. There's not Shell Rimular X on the back of the car. <clears throat> Jeez, could you imagine a truck around here? Oh no, wait, it's, 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 it's in second place. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the truck is in second place. Well, well played, Warbster. Thank you very much. So, uh, so look, Gricey's making an absolute meal of this. Uh, no, it's, um, I do believe is that the end or is it another lap? No, another no, a couple okay. more laps only. Only a short heat race. This one. Mm -hmm. um, heat race is that what we used to use before qualifying? 
No, they ran qualifying and then they split the field into heats and they ran their heats and got points. So here we go, Sounds ladies and gentlemen. The Meadowlands pace. Um, Victorian TAB. Massive win there by Hilarion. Paid 16.35 the win. And I really hope Unibet came good on the $503 trifecta. That's like a week and a half's wages back in 1982. Uh, no nukes. I didn't know Peter Garrett had a um, trotting horse. But no. He did. No, he didn't. Mm. Um, maybe they were just... Well, actually... 1982 uh, 10 to 1 album hmm. Midnight Oil at the at the peak of their early glory yeah, could have could have been about John Newcomb oh there's a, a very good Warbster he's working beautifully this afternoon thank you very much so there's Grice we Grice just saw crossing, the chequered flag crossing the, the chequered flag before I make any more references no one under the age of 50 will get yeah that's it and that's there it. he is. He's gonna. He's not putting his hand out. Oh, there! Yeah, no arms out, out the window. window. Got a bit of gutter grip happening there. Uh, having a wave. So now we're into Heat the grid two. for the final, the round four, Amscar round four final. Your grid for this race is Terry Shield on the front row with Gricey next to him in uh, in the VH recar Commodore. There's Gricey. Big thumbs up on you, Gricey. Uh, the next row, you got Big Rev, Kev, and Gentleman John Richards in the JPS special. The first of the Group C cars that they built. Yep. And it uh, looks like Finnegan behind him. Just uh, if, you, if you're a, a keen eye, there was a couple of New South Wales uh, finest standing on the uh, in the pit lane there. Not quite sure why the coppers would be at the car racing, but um, other than A, they got in free, or B, they didn't. There's Fred Gibson in the 56 Nissan Bluebird Turbo. And there's Peter uh, McLeod behind him. Freddie Gibson, Peter McLeod, Wilmington in the number eight. Uh, you've got George Fury in the 55 with John English sitting next to him. He's probably pretty furious being back there. Uh, Callahan in the 47 and Duggan in the 42. Clive Benson Brown all the way from Tasmania. It makes up the fifth row with Murray Carter next to him. So we've got 25 frantic laps. The better breaks, round four, Amscar series. Uh, the coppers are still in pit lane. They're obviously looking for um, some sort of crook. Um, no, I don't think Craig Gore was involved in racing. Jockeys, jockeys <laughs> Needy Smith, maybe. Um, and they're off mm-hmm. as they head up Bitcher Pave Hill yeah. for the first time of 25. There's uh, everyone heading oh, up. Oh, now the, it's tight. The There's a bit oh, of a touch there up. We go. Oh, oh, George is gone. They're on George Furious. Furious. George is furious. And Fury, he's going and he's down the hill. Using his rally driving he's gonna, skills. He's going to rejoin at uh, the bottom of Honda Corner there. Yeah, rally driving skills beautifully Poss- there. Possibly not. There's Terry Shield in the RX-7 bearing out what I said before. Yep. Uh, and that was a Privateer uh, 12A RX-7, which was not a fair patch on uh, what Moffat was racing around the same time. And there so, is the Bluebird. Furious George puddling around at the back of the field after a big off. Well, I mean, it saves them the embarrassment of blowing yet another turbo. Mm, as they were oft to do in the Bluebird era. There's Terry Shale, followed by Gricey, followed by Kevin Bartlett, followed by Terry Finnegan, Finnegan. followed by John Richards. John Richards. And there's another RX-7. Yeah, Duggan, on, Duggan in the yellow RX-7 getting it all loose. As They're all getting it coming loose. up the hill. He's, he's, he's having a look, is Jim? Yes, Jim. Jim's all over the back of Terry Finnegan, and, and he's going to uh, stick it in at the top of Bitcher Pave uh, Hill. I think Jim's going to do some mowing in a minute if he keeps this up. No. No, is Finnegan well, not giving Finnegan, him the bit, line? A bit of local knowledge there held the line into uh, into Dunlop Loop beautifully. Shale's just, just buggering off out front. Yeah, uh, run off out of Dunlop in him. That's Kev, Kevin Bartlett's wondering where's my brake pedal. <laughs> Two laps into the race. <laughs> Mazda Corner, round a Honda Corner. Where's, where's Ron Wallace when you need him? Yes. Um... 
As you can tell, this is the, as I said, the first of the JPS BMWs. This is still in 12-valve uh, form. This is before the uh, M1 gear got um, homologated, which made the thing a hell of a lot faster. Nerd! We may need to get you back for about four episodes now. That's true, that's true. Here comes Gibbo up the inside in the Bluebird. And actually, there goes Funky Gazza Motorsport. Again? Yep. Funky Gazza was being funky all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Gary Rogers throwing it out really wide there, coming across the start finish. So uh, at the t at the mid mid pack, so they head up Bitcher Pave Hill yet again. I'm getting skinny sick of calling Bitcher Pave Hill. We'll call it something else. Uh, no, I'll call it Bitcher Pave Hill because they probably gave him free asphalt. Bob the Hill. Bob the Hill. Oh my yeah. God. Uh... That's like calling McPhillamy something different. And Warren Cullen. No, oh, sorry, Gary no, Cook. Gary Cook. I must have misidentified him. That's the well, it's the same car. It's the car that um, Warren Cullen ran in 1981 at Bathurst Indeed with it was. reigning world champion at that point, Alan, Alan Jones. Jones. <laughs> Listen, sound engineer. Just because we watch this in our uh, in our youth, just because you, just because this isn't the first time you've seen this race. I mean, actually, it, actually, it's the first time, time the watch to see the race. I'm the, oh, this was one of my choices, uh, sound engineer minion. Yeah, your childhood choices. Yeah, no, I can remember sitting up in front of the TV watching, uh, hmm. watching these all the, the entire Amscar series, um, all fully televised, all the support races, on, basically on, full live to air, not the packaged up on on free to air, crap, crap, free you to don't air. Have to pay fifty bucks. Channel a month. Seven, no fifty dollars a month. No, no wonder, no wonder they didn't make any money. No. You know, Terry, Terry Shiel in the RX-7. Good-looking good looking, good four-door touring car there. Yeah, really, really, really big gap to Gricey. And an, even, and bigger gap an to, even bigger gap to Big Rev Kev. Who's uh, having to use engine braking on the clutch because, for God's sake, those brakes are done. Uh, I'd be absolutely fried around a track like this. Uh, speaking of fried, the uh, Turbo uh, Bluebirds probably got a bit of a, a roast going underneath the bonnet there. So that's Freddie Gibson. Thing, yeah. It's Freddie Gibson as uh, as who we saw uh, on camera in the in the last uh, episode, in the last half of this episode. He was it was very expressionless. Though. Can I can I throw a couple of couple of stats at you, Warbster? Go for it. You're the JDM guy. Mm -hmm. So Fred's about forty one years of age, tooling that thing around. Yep. Uh, a year later at Amaru, Fred gave Nissan its first ever outright touring car victory. Mm -hmm. In Australia, yep. and it was the first ever outright victory for a turbocharged car in touring cars in Australia. Well, that's because no one else was silly enough to do them back then. I mean, with a car, whoa, Finnegan, good little, good little stat there. But even better catch of that slide, Finnegan's really getting the tail out here. So while we segue, if you had actually been listening to the commentary rather than our brilliant commentary. Evan Green expounds the virtues of turbocharging race cars, predicting it's going to be the way of the future. As the sound engineer minion alluded to a little earlier, it's a pity it's taken 37 years for supercars to catch up. <laughs> well, I think the problem was, was um, a lot of people did catch up, but a certain manufacturer wasn't one of them. Yeah, yes, <clears throat> and that'd be the manufacturer of Finnegan's car. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be nice now. Yeah. Anyway, because the Mazda's winning, so yeah. Um, anyway, the BMW. Nothing um, wrong with the chook cooker. Nothing wrong with it. Rice burner. Yep. As everyone likes calling them. Absolutely. Uh, BMW, um, probably at the start of the development cycle with the 635, a lot of Group 2 parts on that car. Wait, this is 82. Yep. And yes. a rotary. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the Apex seals haven't blown yet. Yeah, and he, yeah. Go, he goes all race. That's crazy. There's a spoiler That's for you. That's unheard of. The, the Apex seals hold up all race. Hmm. 
That's that. That's a bigger spoiler than the one on the back of the Bluebird. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Actually, on the back of the uh, uh, the spoiler on the back of the RX Seven is bigger than the one on the Bluebird. Thank so, you, Alan Moffat. <laughs> yeah, another one. I don't know. So I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't know how many lunches he had to take the uh, boys of Campbell out for to get that one homologated, but I reckon it would have been a fair bill. It's back in the Burt Road days too. Mm. Alrighty, so here we have Terry Finnegan frantically holding out Freddie Gibson. Finnegan, Finnegan was actually a fairly decent driver. He never really had the budget to show exactly what he was capable of. You can tell that by the amount of sponsorship decals down the side of his car. Decals? Yeah. Decals? This was, decals? This was, this was yeah. the days before Raps, Minion. Okay. All right. Decals, decals, jeez. Decals, decals. You say potato, I say potato. Let's call the whole thing off. So let's, let's, let's face it. The Datsun at the moment is looking far more poised... And he's just handling this track so much better than Finnegan. Finnegan's really working hard to protect uh, the lead from the Bluebird. The Bluebird was... Uh, the chassis was never the problem. It was always sort of the engine not being able to last and just the lack of development. This was a orphan program within the greater Nissan sphere because no one else was running Bluebirds and they certainly weren't running them with that engine. No, which is not. Which is the Z18. Nerd. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Marketed as the world's first four-cylinder limousine, the Bluebird. Can you believe wow. that? Okay. My mm. grandfather had one. Can you believe my grandfather did. went out of a HG Premier into a Nissan Bluebird? That is fuel mileage got a lot better. Oh, I can tell you right now. Breaks my heart, ladies and gentlemen. But enough about my grandf- late grandfather and his HG Premier. Um, out in front's Terry Shield still, and we know that because we haven't seen him, and uh, he's so far in front... Channel 7 in their wisdom are showing us the battle that is the battle within the race. Hmm. Another early battle pack. Another early battle pack. And uh, Nissan, Nissan actually looking like maybe possibly potentially thinking about um, passing the fastest Holden. Yes. Apart from Grice's. Apart from Grice's, which is uh, a couple of positions in front. And there's, so, there's Kev, I think it's Kev Bartlett in the background. Kev, Kev Bartlett's in third. So Finnegan's in fourth. George Fury's in fifth. Gentleman Jum's in sixth. There's a pen Duggan, cloud. Uh, yeah, Peter sorry, McLeod, Peter, Peter McLeod. Yep. And there's Bob Holden. Ladies and gentlemen, that's number 13 Escort. You will still see on race tracks today in the Group C and Group A Heritage Touring Car Races. Bob Holden. Driven by Bob himself. I'm pretty sure Bob Holden's been racing nearly, or, or longer than... Or, Murray, Murray Carter. Murray Carter. Yep. Yeah, I was going to yep. think who's been going longer than who yep, here. But absolutely. they both hung on for a very long time. There's Doug so, again. So here's an RX-7 passing an RX-7. Clearly, one's a uh, 12A and one's a 13B. No, for, for 13, those, for those 13B that, wasn't homologated for, yet. They're both 12As. <laughs> I was going to say, he might have had a 13B in it because this is absolutely stonking at the moment. A lot of... Ma- it's very Mazda Blue. Oh, and Duggan oh, throws it Duggan's away. Duggan's gone. A bit of rally cross. Look at that. Oh, I've been waiting for fire. Yeah, Wait. no, there's a bit of flame out out the back. That's the that's the best part about vintage. Picks a gear. Picks it, yeah. Off he goes. Num- uh, number 42, not the last time a, a car numbered 42 would have an accident in an RX-7 no. mode. 1984 Bathurst start. Thank Indeed. you very much. Um, so, interestingly, a lot of Mazda and a lot of Mazda blue and white. Mm. Um, I'm wondering whether Mr. Shields got a bit of factory money there, Warbster. Absolutely not. Shield was very adamant back in the day he was not getting anything off of anybody. No. And Moffat really didn't help anyone no. other than Alan Moffat. Yep. Fair enough. It's his budget. It's his um, baby in terms of getting things homologated. So, no. But uh, anyway, 
Shields won the race. Yep, hand up. That was the quickest 25 laps I think I've ever commentated. Yeah, the lottery needs to go to the toilet. Oh, no, there's the checkered flag. Okay, the tea, okay. the tea right. towel is out. Although you check. can barely see it. Yes, very, very difficult to see from that camera angle, Minion. So, um, so um, yeah, welcome to the world of high definition. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this well, was... Well, has got nothing on this. I thought this was this low definition. I thought this was low definition. Uh, no definition. No definition. All right, so here we have yeah, Terry uh, Shell. I'm happy to have uh, won the race, Peter Griffin. Peter, Peter Griffin. I can't yeah. believe I can't believe that uh, they actually let you um, out here before um, the Family Guy's even been created. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Where's Where's Quagmire? I think I need to uh, see him about uh, Friday night. I might have got a bit trashed, and um, no, no. Whatever, whatever happened to Cleveland? Enough of the Family Guy references. So. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's enough of that. So, ter- so Terry, so Terry Shield takes out first place round four of the better breaks. Hardy Ferrado, and there's Gricey. There's Gricey looking every bit the man about town. Love, love the sponsorship on his um... Queensland mem- future Queensland member of Parliament for uh, for the seat of Broadwater. Where's his Akubra? No, no, he's wearing the sponsors cap. I think. Um, I think this might be pre Akubra. Eighty two is a bit early. I think he went. I think he went all uh, all Aussie bloke a little bit after this. And we'll just break in. Yeah, I'm not going to win uh, Bathurst this year because um, eleven or fourteen's got more money than me. Mm. But uh, in four years, I should be all right. Yep. Mm. Here yep, we are. Nice. There's, there's the cars again. Yep. There's not... some chicken jeans and boots. Very much the fashion. Here we've got Mike and Evan out in the middle having mm. a bit of a chat about something. Oh, here's a replay. Here's a replay of the crash at the start where. John English, where John English does have all the fun and George Fury doesn't. Mm, yep. Well, he yep. said, well, you're a rally guy, George. Yep. Go back home. Yep. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can head bush. Uh, that, was the, that was the end of that one. You'll uh, see him on the Southern Cross uh, next week. And there's uh, Peter, Peter Griffin. <laughs> so they're probably talking about something inane like um, the lead up to Bathurst or I can't really work out what... Mm. But how they, how they managed to focus attention on someone who wasn't Peter Brock for once. I, I like the fact that their jackets match so well. Mm. They're not even the same colour. And their lovely ties. A bit beige, isn't it? It's very beige. Mm. Motorsport commentary was pretty beige. I mean, it, it took... That's it why took, we're doing beige it. Humans. It took Scaife and Crompton to pull it out of the beige era. <laughs> and ironically uh, given us uh, Peter, Peter Griffin into the quagmire. Oh, the quagmire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this rounds out our uh, first episode of the Touring Cast, Warbster. We, uh, do you reckon we'll get another one in the can? Uh, I think we might. Is anyone going to watch? Well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Anyway, guys, um, this is it for this episode. Uh, we hope this will uh, chase the blues away from the lack of um, motor racing on this time of year, unless you go to the Speedway. We recommend that you do. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for watching, listening going along with us and uh, we'll see you soon. Supercar Insiders production. Please go to www.facebook.com slash supercarinsiders for more of this sort of thing. Oh, and um, do you know any idea what the fuel mileage is on a DeLorean? <laughs>